Welcome to Staying on Track, the podcast dedicated to helping you take control of your financial future. Brought to you by Daymark Wealth Partners, we plan to guide you through the exciting world of money management, investments, and smart financial planning. We will dive deep into a variety of financial topics, bring you expert guests, real-life success stories, and actionable ideas. So whether you wish for early retirement, buying your dream home, or simply making your money work harder for you, the Daymark crew is here for you. Let's take this financial journey together as we explore the path to financial empowerment and prosperity, all while ensuring that you are staying on track. Thanks for tuning in, and let's get started. Welcome to the Staying on Track podcast. I'm your host, Jason Beischel. I'm a founder of Daymark Wealth Partners, and I'm a certified financial planner. Today, I'm going to discuss the sandwich generation. What does that mean? And I'm going to give you three steps that you can take now to help navigate the complexities of your life. I'm going to read you a statistic here. According to Pew Charitable Trust, Americans responsible for raising their children while also managing the care of their parents makes up 23% of the adult population. Can you believe that? That's an amazing statistic that one in four adults almost have to deal with trying to crush it as parents, but also dealing with aging parents and the care that they might need. So just to give you a little context, I'm also in this group. I have two children. I've got a six-year-old son and a nine-year-old daughter, uh, and they're busy. I mean, my son plays baseball, basketball, soccer. He plays uh, or he doesn't do gymnastics. He does swimming. My daughter, she does gymnastics, soccer, uh, swimming, and, you know, they're super busy. So, you know, and I have a passion for coaching, so I like to be involved in a lot of what they're doing. My daughter, I don't coach her anymore. My wife does, though. So we stay busy with their activities. You know, I came home the other day, and my son was playing hockey in the driveway with some neighbors. And he comes in, and he's like, man, hockey's great. And I was like, do you know anything about hockey? And he was like, no, but it's a lot of fun. Maybe I could play. And I was like, bro, last Saturday you had a basketball game in the morning, two soccer games in the afternoon, and a baseball hitting league at night. You're booked. We'll talk about it next year. So... You know, if, you, if you're, listen, like, you, you don't understand how busy life is right now. I get it. It's super busy. Let's talk a little bit about the other piece of bread in the sandwich, our parents. So my parents are, you know, they're in their mid-70s. Uh, my dad is, has a little bit of trouble getting around. He's, you know, had 40 years of hard labor as a career in the construction industry. And so his mobility is pretty bad. His, his back's shot. He kind of can't really walk very far, but overall, he doesn't need a lot of extra help and care from us. And my mom doesn't either, but my in-laws, on the other hand, they've been hit with a myriad of medical issues over the past several years. And most notably for them, the disability is that they're both legally blind. So yeah, I know you're asking, what are the odds of two people from two completely separate things ending up completely blind? Uh, Pretty rare, probably but that's where they've arrived. So, you know, we need to deal with that. And um, I just want to tell you this, just so that you know that if you're dealing with this, which I'm finding out and like that statistics show that almost one in four adults in this country are dealing with this, I understand and there's certainly some things you can do. So the next, you know, 15 minutes or so, I'm going to give you three things that you can do right now. I'm going to talk a little bit about how you need to organize. I'm going to talk a little bit about how the communication piece 
and I'm going to talk a little bit about how to empathize and get through all of these situations. So let's talk about organize first. So as you know, as people get a little older, you know, they start to miss some things sometimes. You know, I don't know anybody in their upper 70s to 80s that not named Warren Buffett that don't miss some things from time to time. You know, we all do. And so it's so important to really organize and have everything down in one spot so that everybody knows what's going on. So even if you're not taking over right now for your parents, but they need a little help, you basically can go in there and say, look, we're gonna spreadsheet out all of your bills. We're gonna make a spreadsheet, we're gonna have your passwords on there, and we're gonna have all of your bills listed and where the money's coming from. And I know that what the way that we did, and it doesn't even, sometimes it's not permanent. You know, our situation, you know, like I said, my mother-in-law is legally blind, and she's had multiple cornea transplants. So what would happen to her is she'd have a cornea transplant, her vision would come back. Now it would never come all the way back to where she can actually drive, but it would come back to where she could actually log into her accounts, look at things. And she was the person over the years that has always in their household, has always taken care of the day-to-day -day financial things, managed the bank accounts, you know, made sure everything was being paid. And so for her, it was tough to give up. And so she came to me and said, can you do this when I can't see? And then when I come back on, let me pick back up. And I said, well, we really need to organize this out. So we listed out a spreadsheet and we listed all of the bills that she's paying, where the account's coming out from. We listed uh, anything that's, we set everything up on auto pay if we could. You know, you really want to automate these things if you can, because it can certainly get away from you if it's, you know, you got to remember we're managing dual financial plans at this at this stage in life and a lot of you out there are as well you know you're dealing with your own college savings plans your own investments your retirement accounts you've got your whole list of bills that you're taking care of making sure all the school fees are paid making sure all the league fees are paid make sure travel's set up you know we're doing all that on our own so how do we do this replicate this to the other generation and it's just that way you go in there and do the same thing you lift up their spreadsheet you have everything on there and you just make sure that nothing's getting missed. The auto pay thing I found is, is super helpful to make sure if you can set it up, make sure you set it up on auto pay. And I know that generation sometimes will um, still be writing a lot of checks. And you need to go in there and say, look, maybe we should cut back on checks, if nothing else, for the security reasons of mailing checks all over the place with your account numbers on them. You know, that's another topic. But making sure that everything is seamlessly and efficiently set up so you don't have to worry about it. And like I said, in my situation, we could, I could bring her right back in and her vision would come back. Here you go, you take care of it for a while and we need to make sure nothing's missed. So that was a pretty seamless back and forth, worked well for us and you know, put us in a much better place as far as where everything is and how everything's getting paid and making sure that you know, their lights aren't shut off because I thought she was paying and she thought I was paying. And so that's kind of how we've worked through that. And like I said, it's worked well for us. You got to come up with your own system. But the important thing is to make sure that it's organized. Everybody knows how it works. You can go back and forth if you need to. And then, you know, set up some sort of a reoccurring conversation or meeting. And now that, the, you know, even if you're taking completely over and you're doing all of the bills and you're taking care of everything, it's always good to sit down from time to time and just give a summary. Here's where we are and here's where things are and here's what we've been doing. 
And so the one thing that you certainly need to have though, if you're gonna do this, and it's probably the number one thing would be to make sure that you communicate. So number two is communicate. Transparency, you've gotta be transparent with them. They've gotta be transparent with you. You know, the more information that you share with one another, the more effective this planning is gonna be. And so I've had people over the years tell me, and it's not all the time, and it's really not that often, but they'll say, look, I don't want to tell my kids how much money that we have because it's going to make them unmotivated. You know, why would they work hard? Why would they build a business? Why would they save for their retirement if they already know they've got millions of dollars coming to them when I die? And I think that it's a valid point, but you can tell people about money without talking about the values. So let me repeat that. You can absolutely tell people about money without telling them the values of the accounts. So let me explain that. You can tell them, look, you can tell me all your accounts, mom and dad. You can tell me where they are. You can tell me what documents you have in place. So we talk about estate planning documents. So we talk about wills, trusts, healthcare directives, financial power of attorney, uh, any life insurance, joint accounts at banks, anything like that. If you have a mortgage, where is it and how much is it? You, know, you can, all that information can be disclosed without telling a single value. So if that's the holdup, don't let that you know, impede your progress because that's important. And I do get that argument, but uh, I also think that communication is key and transparency is key. And so you kind of got to work through that and figure out how to make sure everybody knows where everything is. So here at Daymark, we have a a client portal. So it's a fully secured client portal. And, and if, by the way, if you haven't done the estate planning documents, you're like, what are those? Or I've never done a will, or I don't have a healthcare directive. You know, I'm not an attorney, but I certainly would recommend that you contact an estate planning attorney and you ask them what kind of documents should I have in place? They'll go through your individual situation and they'll basically say, given your family, and it could be, we're trying to manage multi-generations of wealth and how do we pass things on the most appropriate way, or we're trying to protect our minor children. I think that's important. If you don't have any of those documents in place, you certainly need to think about who's gonna have my kids if something were to happen to me. And I know in my situation, I have four siblings. My wife has one sibling. We don't want to put that burden on our parents since obviously they can't handle that if something were to happen to us. And so which sibling do we want to pass our children to and which one do we think will raise them like we do? And, and you know, quite frankly, I, you know, we hope that doesn't happen because we don't think anybody is going to raise the kids like we would. So, but we do have those documents in place and we do think it's important. And so, like I was saying with this client portal, so once those documents are complete, we drop them into a space, a secure client electronic folder. And now everybody, the kids don't have to keep, you know, you don't have to have access to those documents, but they should be in one spot and everybody knows where to go should something happen. You know, something happens to mom and dad, well, who's taking over? Who's the trustee? Who's the executor? Who's gonna go in there and make decisions for them? And it's not always if somebody dies either. You know, somebody could be incapacitated and not be able to act. So who's coming in there and taking over, making sure all the bills are paid, making sure things aren't being missed, 
And that's why we go back to have everything organized and now communicate appropriately. And those go hand in hand. So again, make sure that everybody's on the same page. I actually recommend, and we do these quite a bit, have a family meeting. And you can have this with a financial advisor in place or you just have that meeting together. But the important things to do at that meeting are make sure that everybody knows who's acting in these certain situations. You might have one person that's gonna handle all the finances because they're really responsible in finances, but then you might have another person that's in the healthcare field that you probably would rather have them making your healthcare directives. So you assign them and say, look, you're gonna make healthcare decisions, Johnny, and Megan, you're going to be over here and you're going to make the financial decisions. So those things are super important. Again, now that we're in this spot right now, you've got everything organized. Everything's been communicated back and forth. You've got your trust documents drawn up and all of your estate plan documents drawn up. Those are dropped into a secure portal where everybody can get to them if they need to. Now you move into number three. Number three is probably the most difficult and that's to empathize. You know, I've never heard of a parent in my entire career, and I've been doing this for about 20 years now, and I've dealt with families that go through this all the time. I've actually never heard of a parent basically say, I want to be a big burden on my kids, or I really want to go to a long-term care facility. That sounds awesome. It just never happens. And, and I'm not saying that the long-term care facilities are bad because they're not. I actually toured one the other day, pretty near my house. Uh, did a full tour to see if that was a spot. If something were to go that direction, we needed to put, you know, move our parents to that. It was great, super clean. The staff was awesome. Walked around, met a couple of people that lived there. They were actually having a happy hour there on a Thursday evening. And it was like, man, this place is great, but it's not home. It's not their home. And you have to show empathy and say, look, I get it, this isn't your home, but let's talk through a few things. Uh, you know, they don't wanna hear me say, you need to go to this facility because it's gonna make my life easier, or you need to downsize your house and get to a place closer to me. They don't wanna hear that. When you start saying that type of stuff, people just plant their flag and say, look, I'm not doing anything, because it's a big change, it's super stressful on the parents, and nobody really wants to move, but sometimes, you know, we just want our parents to be safe and in an environment that they can thrive in life. And I think that is the things that you need to walk through. So, you know, it's a very touchy topic. And so you need to approach it that way. And I think that, you know, our parents deserve that. I mean, they changed our diapers and they raised us to who we are today. So we got to figure this out. And we can. I mean, like I said, these three steps will go a long way in making your life a little easier and more organized, better communication, and then we're showing some empathy so you know, they understand where we're coming from, we understand where they're coming from. And so when we talk about empathizing with them, and I talk a lot about moving, you know, when should you be in your house that you've been for 40 years, and you've got all these memories, and you remember I bought that scooter for my daughter in 1984, and I remember that you know, there's still a mark on the floor where I had to nail the Christmas tree in because it kept falling over. And, you know, you look around and it's, it's super emotional. I can't even imagine. And so you need to have some options in place, even if they say, look, I'm not going anywhere. 
until I absolutely have to. And so that's where you basically say, all right, like I did the other day, go tour some facilities around your area. It doesn't have to be super time consuming or stressful. Just you see a place that looks kind of nice. Hey, schedule a tour. They don't mind. They love having you through because you're going to tell other people about that place. And eventually you may move to that place. So, you know, you kind of look and say, all right, I'm going to have plan A and plan B. And plan A might be and plan C, even you say plan A is stay in the house as long as you possibly can, but make sure that it's safe in a decent environment and everybody feels comfortable with where they are. Plan B may be downsize the house to some, you know, two bedroom ranch, you know, closer to our house where we're doing a lot of the driving around them for them along with their friends. And so you go to a local real estate agent. I got a good one here in town. I basically said, hey, send me any two bedroom ranches within a few miles from my house when they come online. And then I'll go look at them and see if there's anything there. And these real estate agents, typically they won't mind doing that. You know, eventually you may use them. And I even tell my guy like, look, I know this is a hassle because we're probably not gonna do anything right now, but I just need to see what's out there. You know, let me buy you a drink next time I see you. And he's like, no problem, don't worry about it. I like to see these places anyway. And so that's plan B. You just have, you know, you have a constant pipeline coming through and you basically say, if this place is great, I'll take it back to them and say, look, I found this awesome place, completely updated. It's got a little yard. You can have your garden and you can still cut the grass if that's what you enjoy doing. I know cutting the grass while not being able to see certainly is an interesting dynamic, but it, it happens. And so plan C would be obviously the long-term care facility. And that's not option A for our situation and I don't think most people it is but sometimes it is necessary when you get to a point where you really need people checking in on you in the middle of the night making sure you can go to the bathroom safely making sure that you can you know cook food without catching the place on fire you know that those type of things when you get to that certainly you probably need to be in a facility and there's some great ones out there so go tour them you know say look I'm gonna I'm gonna tour two of them this month doesn't have to be overwhelming you go in, you tour the place, talk to some of the people around there. Are they enjoying their, you know, their living experience there? Are they, do they feel like they're thriving or is it a miserable place to be? And, and you can check the environment out and see if people are happy or if they're miserable. And a lot of these places that I've toured, you know, a lot of them are completely fine. People seem happy. They're well taken care of. So, you know, those are the kind of things as far as empathize, but you know, actually prepare. So throw that on the end of that last one, empathize and prepare. And I think that's important that we make sure that we're organized, we're communicating, but also empathizing while being prepared. So this is my perspective, not only as a financial advisor, but also a member of this, this group, this sandwich generation group that makes up almost a quarter of the adult population in this country. So chances are, if you're listening to this, Pretty good chance you're, you've got some of this going on. And so these things can help. If it's something in here that you, you hear and you want to have a conversation about, I'm available. My goal with this is I want everyone out there to crush it as parents, but also crush it as sons and daughters. And so I hope this was helpful. Again, feel free to reach out. Maybe I can help your situation. So thanks for joining me. I'm Jason Beischel, and this is Staying on Track. Thank you for listening. 
For more information, please visit our website at www.daymarkwealthpartners.com or reach out to one of our trusted advisors. This podcast is being provided for informational purposes only. The ideas and opinions expressed on this show by Daymark Wealth Partners and their guests do not constitute legal, tax, or investment advice or a recommendation of any particular security or strategy and do not represent the opinions of the underwriters of this program. Any information prepared from third-party sources are believed to be reliable, though its accuracy is not guaranteed. Opinions expressed in this commentary reflect subjective judgment of the speakers based on conditions at the time of the recording and are subject to change without notice. Listeners should seek the input of their own financial, tax, and legal professionals before acting on any information provided. Past performance is not indicative of future results.